Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Fall asleep. 
Wow. <laughs> Just the love for it. Uh, what about Snacks Records at that time? Oh, all that. Uh, matter of fact, I still got my dad uh, records right now today. Uh, wow. The real, yeah, the real albums, the wax, you know what I'm saying, and a lot of the stuff I used on a lot of my earlier stuff, uh, scratching and mixing it and, you know, putting it in my own music, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and eventually this, this led to you wanting to, uh, you know what I'm saying, start making your own productions, your own music. Um, at, uh, when did you first uh, start doing tapes? Uh, I first started doing tapes in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I, it, 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 it rubbed off on me once again from my dad. To, it rubbed off on me from playing percussion in school from the 7th grade to the 12th. So uh, <laughs> I was like the best drummer in the class, uh, thanks to Mr. Snell, my teacher. And uh, and it, after I graduated, I just uh, got into buying me uh, different equipment, not even knowing how to use it at the time. I bought a beat machine, I bought a four-track, uh, I bought me a, a, a sampler. Uh, everything was separated, you know what I'm saying, Brad? And so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I just bought all this shit together, man. I had turntables, uh, and I just uh, hooked all this shit up, not even knowing how to use it. And uh, uh, I had a friend named DJ Livewire. I don't know if you heard of him, uh, but he programmed my beat machine for me because he wanted to use it too. And he made a lot of his stuff with my beat machine. I used to let him keep it, and uh, we went. It went. It, it went from there. So I had to be about nineteen. 2018, somewhere up in, well, 1920, 21 when I bought my equipment. Wow. And and Memphis was just finding its own identity because you guys, just like us in Chicago, you guys were at the crossroads. All the music was coming through the midsection of America. And uh, you being in the Mid-South, I imagine you got everything from the East Coast and the West Coast. and um, You know it. What was the early sounds of Memphis like, you know what I'm saying, um, did it have st- elements of that stuff in it or were you guys automatically doing your own thing? We were doing our own thing and we used to uh, like make mixtapes, we used to DJ parties and shit like that and we used to make mixtapes and stuff but uh, our mixtapes consisted of other artists like you said from the east and the west coast and all that but then we'll slide one of our own little songs in there somewhere that we uh, made ourselves, and then we'll go back to mixing uh, those, like, Too Short, N.W.A., uh, <clears throat> Gangsta Nip, uh, Ghetto Boys, Dougie Fresh, uh, you know, and every now and then we'll slide one of our little songs in there, and eventually it led to us making the whole mixtape of our songs. Yeah. And it, it turned into right. a phenomenon. It turned into it something it really did. that has really uh, influenced to this day. You know, Memphis, to me, I think is one of the biggest influencing sounds. But what a lot of people don't realize about you, didn't you produce um, Yo Gotti back when he was little Yo? Uh, like, weren't you the first guy to produce for him? Yeah, I'm the first 
his first producer that he ever got on the mic with. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm his first producer uh, when he was little yo. And yeah, we uh, man, we did a lot of shit. He uh, got with me and recorded it that first time, and and couldn't stop. You know what I'm saying? So and I was and I had like a whole Frasier clique that we used to call the group. Because uh, I fucked with a lot of motherfuckers' spreads and uh. I couldn't think of a name. It was so many people. I was I was all uh, getting people from South Memphis, Orange Mound, plenty of from Frazier, where I was from. And Yo Gotti happened to be one of the guys that lived in Ridgecrest, where we stayed, in, or just Frazier, period, and was always able to get to me and record with me. And, you know, yeah, that's how that ended up, I ended up being his first uh, producer. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he didn't hit my radar because uh, in the Murder Dog days, I remember they sent me some of his music, you know, f- uh, to review. Um, I didn't know that he went back that far, but you you really helped kick it off for him. Um, that's yeah. amazing. Now, this was at a time, you know what I'm saying, when a lot of talent was brewing in Memphis. Uh, who were some of the it other was. people that you were working with at this time? I know Fraser Click obviously the, that's your you, you started that right? Correct, correct. Because I I just couldn't think of a name. I couldn't think of a group name. I said, you know what? I'm just gonna go with Fraser Click. I mean, I was from Fraser. I was dealing with a lot of artists in Fraser. I mean, uh, let me see. I had like uh, MC Money and Gangsta Gold, two of the dopest female rappers that lived in Ridge Chris. So of course I had them. Uh, I had Lethal Villain and Rob. Of course, Lethal Villain lived in Ridgecrest, so I had him. Uh, I had Player One and Player Two. Both lived in Ridgecrest, so I had them. Uh, of course, uh, Lil Yo and GB both lived in Ridgecrest, so I had them. So, so in these apartments, a lot of the artists lived there, and you just come down to my house, and we recorded and uh <clears throat> Of course, I had my my cousin, Dirty Red, Lil Bay, D the Unknown, uh, used to always come over, uh, and uh, I had Don Full Clip. They were from Ridge Grove, another part of Fraser. Uh, I had Mad Man and Kiwi. They were from another part of Fraser. Uh, Man, I can go on. I, I don't want to miss nobody because I had plenty of artists that I worked with. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely. Plenty. Yeah, I, it's, it's plenty of them. I know I'm missing a lot of them, but they know who they are. Kiwi, Mad Man. I can go on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we was talking about in the beginning, in the intro, I, I didn't know how many volumes you put out. You know, because a lot of guys, like we had King J.C. on, I think he put out 16. Um, I lost count with you. How many have you, have you put out over the years? I put out volume 1 through 10. And okay. my volume 11, yeah, my volume 11 was, wasn't was actually called volume 11. It was called Broken Halo. It was like an album. And um, my volume 12 I never released it. Some of my stuff got out, but uh, it wasn't. 
I, I I wasn't expecting that to get out like it did, but it was it got out uh, through somebody who put it out that wasn't supposed to, and that's another story. Yeah, that's I hear that a lot. Unfortunately, um, did that kind of when that happened? Did that kind of make you want to say, you know what, fuck the game, or, or how did that make you feel? You know, it had to have been pretty devastating. It, 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 it was devastating and it was embarrassing because it wasn't done right, and it, yeah. it, it 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 did make me want to say fuck the game. But then again, it made me stronger. It made me, yeah. you know, just you know, accept that uh, and just do something else around that, and still bring that out, but bring it out the right way, like it was supposed to be done. Yeah, you know. Absolutely, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's your music, you know, uh, you should have the ultimate final say-so on how it comes out. Um, Damn right. Which brings me <laughs> to this, uh, you know, 2022, man, what can we look forward to from DJ Sound? 2022 is almost over. I've been, it's, it's hard for me to say that yeah. I want to bring something out and when I'm going to bring something out because when I say that, uh, and they don't happen, it's like, oh, man, he bullshit. He's not going to do nothing. But it's not like that. I got a lot of shit on the table. I got a lot of ideas. Uh, things are, have, you know, starting to look real good for me to do, for me to bring something else out. Uh, and uh, I got a lot of, a handful of new artists that want to work with me. And I also want to grab some of those uh, <clears throat> artists from the past, from the Frasier Click, because I got fans that ask for these you know, Frazier Click artists and they still want to hear from it and they want to know what they're doing now and, you know, et cetera. But uh, I plan on bringing some new shit out, uh, Prez. Uh, I, I guess it's going to be next year now because it's not going to happen these yeah. last two months. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, and, yeah uh, that we're at the end of the year already. Man, time's flying. Yeah, it went back shit. so fast because I had planned on, I had planned yeah. on bringing something out. Today, today or tomorrow? Because today is my birthday, Prince. Today's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, man! Yeah, the day before yeah. Halloween. That why I, I said that in a verse on my song. Uh, bro, Dean is taking over me. I said DJ Sound, a nigga born too fucking close to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding, man. Yeah. Happy birthday. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, we set this up. I didn't realize it was going to be my birthday, but I was like, shit, let's go on roll through it. Yeah, well, man, very, very gracious. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to uh, take a break. We're going to go to a song. It's a little bit of a long one, but, uh, uh, man, you brought it up, and I got it loaded up, man. Let's play this Broken Halo. Um, and we're going <laughs> to come back, and I got the homie Sin from France, man. This guy is a, a human encyclopedia hip-hop, and he's got some dope questions for you. So we'll be right back with DJ motherfucking sound. Don't go nowhere. Murder Master Music Show. Yeah. Yeah. DJ sound off in this motherfucker with the new album, Broken Halo, for the 96. Representing Frazier. Nigga. Fuck, fuck with a killer, I'm a 
up with a killer out of Frazier. Ain't no love, hold hatred. Fuck, fuck with a killer out of Frazier. Ain't no love, hold hatred. Fuck, fuck, fuck with a killer out of Frazier. Ain't no love, Fuck, 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 with a killer, I'm a great bitch, ain't no love, hoes, hatred, hatred. Mr. Fucking Soul, over my soul, and Mr. Holy Ghost. Rock the spirit, got to catch the evil, broken halo. The hands of the devil have begun to show no mercy. The demons taking over, and the pain I feel is hurting. The light, time to give the the devil, when it is. His eyes full of fire as I slowly hit my knee. And see money had no faith, so the devil is the way up. The hatred of the devil finished me to go to hell. The kids are just in touch me. I'm hard as a brick red. In my eyes the fire of a convict. The distant, the serpent on my tongue has begun. To speak, hate the devil, got my soul. There's no way that I can escape. What this antichrist and make me a rich man The love for our brothers me from being a Christian The blood of a demon, corruption to take out Your fruit is my strength, it prevents the broken halo You miss your wolf on my book, it's a position And we look at coins, it's a whole nation of pity for any that type of shit Unless you wake up and stop following me The terror says he with no fake is seeking Very dumb, the phrase the slick is here to take no prisoners with a red rum Some people ask him I say to all my followers around the world, be patient. The time has come for we so rebirth. No, can't use no coward. The soul's not real, and the blood is still a coward. The dark side, I creep. You must be alert to catch me. But be warned that I'm scorned. Then my mind is here to catch me. As I plan your murder out. Things is not to fill the room. Talking my need of that nigga. Don't get a black play. Your kids are right on me. Think the room. I was gone. You knew that man might fucking get that thing. See, you got out now. I pop out with my eyeball on the sink. See, my sink is missing lately from the left. It don't I sniff. Thou shall not get caught. It's open. Now just open up a feel, feel, feel. from Phantasm, you know what I'm saying, coming after me right now. That's some hard <laughs> shit right there, man, because, um, you know, it's a, it's a dope, you know what I'm saying, track. It's a longer track. You can get your smoke on. It's, what kind of feedback do you get from people for, from that particular uh, song? The feedback I get, man, first of all, I, I see, like I say, I miss a couple of fellas, like Scandalous K, who wrapped out the yeah. Bloody Bones. I got to say rest in peace to my guy, Nigga Creek. That's Juicy J and Project Pat, cousin. Uh, and the rest I already mentioned. But uh, the feedback I get from that song, man, is uh, damn. That's what I get from that song. <laughs> yeah. They say there's some hard shit, man. They love it, man. You know, so uh, I, get, I get a lot of great feedback from it, from a lot of my songs. And, I, I mean, Prez, I didn't even see this coming, man, back then when I was making that shit, man. That shit is legendary for real. I, I, I did pretty good, man. Yeah. It's worth big bucks, too. People will pay a lot of money. You know, they, they, they're collector's items. You know, people overseas. They are. Uh, 
You know what I'm saying? Um, see a lot of this stuff go for money. And it's not, I always tell people, it's not just those DJ Paul and Juicy J tapes, man. It's uh, yourself, like I was saying, King JC, uh, Blackout, um, <clears throat> so many different people. You know, um, it's a huge scene. I'm going to bring on the homie from France, uh, DJ Lord Sinister. He's uh, huge into the Memphis rap scene. I know he's got some questions for you. Uh, Sin, you there, okay. brother? Yes, yes, sir. I'm there. Hi, Scott, and hi, legendary DJ song. It's um, an honor up. to have you. <laughs> I'm good. Sorry, How you it's doing? It's an honor to have. I'm fine already. It's an honor to have you on the show because you're legendary and uh, one of the first veterans, the uh, Memphis pioneer of DJ. You know, so yeah, and you are very, you are very rare on the on the internet or. Everywhere you're very unknown. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Can you tell us about your your roots as a DJ turntablist? Was you one as a 21 century youth club uh, in Memphis, of course. Yeah, yeah. How you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was in I was in Memphis in '95. So I was uh, around uh, coming from France. I, I was maybe one of the first French to. Who came into Studio G uh, uh, Club Expo Club No Name Crystal Palace? You know, that's why. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, but, uh, how it was to go ahead. to mix at Thomas Club? How it was to to mix at Thomas's Club? And the 21st century. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I used to know the owner uh, of 21st Century, and uh, he was looking for a DJ when they built it. And, of course, I ended up DJing it. uh, It wasn't really jumping because it wasn't really heard of. The ball was just starting to roll forward. And, uh, of course, my my guys from Ridgecrest Apartments, where I live, all us, they was there every weekend, and eventually the word spread around the city that 21st Century is jumping, and uh, he started to get uh, artists to perform down there. Rodney O and Joe Cooley, I remember they performed down there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, too short, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think the Ghetto Boys, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, for those who are listening, but uh, I know I DJ down there on nights uh, when these artists uh, weren't performing on regular nights on the turntables, and uh, and it was pretty exciting back then. I DJed a lot of house parties, and you know, uh, with the turntables. Uh, that's where it all started with the turntables, the mixing and scratching. Right, and the Memphis Club were crazy at the time. Evans. Uh... The gangster work was uh, created by uh, by uh, uh, Bovan family, Bovan work, Bonnie Woods, and uh, and you got the Joe's Balls, the Razor Jays, John Discahan, Spanish Fly, of course. And uh, can you tell us about this era of uh, the Memphis clubs and the Club Expo Club No Name, Crystal Palace, Studio G? It was crazy at times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had Club No Name where you had uh, DJ Spanish Fly. And DJ, uh, oh man, what's his name? May rest in peace. 
but I come back to him. But you had these two guys that I know that DJed up in uh, Club No Name. Uh, when when things got big at twenty uh, first century, you had DJ Just Born who started DJing. Right. Uh, and he took over. <laughs> and then uh, then uh, you had Raider J at Club No Name. Uh, see, Club No Name was a a bigger uh, older crowd back then. So my generation in our 19s and younger or 20-year-old, we had to go to 21st century uh, Studio G on Bill Street. And, right. Um, you know, we started finding, yeah, people that accept our age. And uh, it was really on because around the time Studio G was popping, now we are making our mixtapes too. So you got Juicy J in there bumping his mixtapes. You got DJ Squeaky in there bumping his stuff. You got DJ Paul in there bumping his stuff. I never got around to getting in there bumping my stuff and having a, a spot uh, because it ended up shutting down before then from violence or whatever the reason was. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how they went with those those three clubs. Those four, I guess. Right. Yeah, you, you said you opened it for Al Capone, Crystal Palace, and uh, and also oh, you yeah. got Juicy G's play and DJ uh, Paul's Playhouse in the, in the South Memphis. <laughs> That's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot about, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Crystal Palace. How could I forget that? Now, yeah. we used to ride out in the parking lot just like they did in the movies. Uh, in circles, bumping our stuff and, and systems and cars. It was like you was waiting on the skating ring to let out, and it was like a damn car show. It was, man, it was just, it was so much fun back then, you know? It just was so much fun. Right. And you debuted with a, a tape with, your name was Son Master C at time in 1987. Uh, 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 with MC Ice was Player One. Talent show Correct. Yeah, uh back in the days, uh I was uh first I was rapping C. Rapping C. I can't think of nothing. I was right. so young. Right. Right. I was still in school, I believe, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. And I was uh doing a lot of stuff with player one then. We saw in Bloody Bones, which is player two. He had two names, Bloody Bones, aka player two. Uh, and uh, and I just we, we we used to be in talent shows and shit at school, and uh, I ended up changing my name to Soundmaster C, and he was uh, Ice P, not you know as in Paul Ice P, and uh, ended up calling it a player one, and we used to win uh, talent shows at school all the time. We used to win uh, the grand prize at the Mid-South Fair uh, performing and stuff. So it was like uh, was had a little team. We used to do uh, out of his home in Ridge Crest Apartments. His mom used to let us have the apartments ourselves, and we actually did like a club scene there. We was charging people right there in the neighborhood, maybe a buck or maybe 50 cents. 
just to come in and see us perform like we were on a stage or something. And we did all this shit in our apartment. It was fun, too. <laughs> right. So we yeah, had our good you time. Were kind of, yeah. You work at also a production with DJ Livewire, rest in peace. You got a, a, a time Jimmy sampler on a four track because of debut at time. Right. Correct. Yeah. DJ Livewire, yeah. man, rest in peace. Like you said, he, he yeah. man, if it weren't for him, I don't even think I would have been making the beat that I made on the machine that I have because DJ Livewire really uh, was the one that I only that I trusted and the only one that I let use my equipment back then when he wanted to make stuff himself. You know, he was a, he was a DJ also on the turntables like me. Me and him had a lot of stuff in common. And, uh, you know, I shared my stuff with him. That's how he was, you know, able to bring out a lot of his stuff. And uh, eventually some of my artists was like MC Money and Gangsta Gold. They started rapping on some of his stuff also, you know. And even though he had his own clique, but uh, I don't think he had no female rappers. And, and Spanish Fly was also in your room scratching on turntables. Spanish Fly? Yeah, Spanish Fly used to uh, have a girlfriend or baby mama. I don't know which one it was, but he was in Ridgecrest a lot. And we used to always attack him when he come out in, with a new volume. And trying to get a free tape from him or whatever, and uh, he used to always give uh, give us his tapes in the neighborhood, showing us love. And uh, he came down to my house one day, and I wanted to show him that I knew how to scratch. He came to my apartment, my mama let him in, and he came back there and stood behind me, and you know I cut everything on, and I showed him that I could mix and scratch, and you know, on one of his volumes after that, he gave me a shout out, but he called me DJ Carlos. It wasn't DJ Sound at the time. And uh, right. yeah, me and, me and Spanish Fly go way back. I know him real good. He know me pretty good too. Yeah, you was very known locally at time in '95 because Evan Three Six Mafia made a, de- a shootout to you in Mystic Tal City. Uh, but so yeah, it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, and you know DJ Paul always gave me a shout out on his volumes on Mystic Style CD. Juicy J always yeah. gave me a shout out on his uh, mixtapes and everything. You know, I, I, you know, we, we was pretty close. You know, I, those guys were really cool, man. And DJ Paul also was the first one to let me know how to sell my tapes to the stereo stores. I saw him in Mr. Z's uh, one time, and he pretty much told me how that goes. And I went for it, and I was on from then. You know, thanks to DJ Paul on that. And, you know, and yeah. Nigga Creek, rest in peace, that was Jason yeah, Jay and Project Pat's cousin, you know. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, I, really, Nigga Creek was trying to bring us together. He was recording with me with so much stuff. But every now and then he'll dip off over his cousin's house, Jason Jay and Project Pat, and kind of, you know, with Three Six Mafia and all that. And he ended up getting a song with DJ Paul. I forgot what CD it was on. Uh, but things were starting to pick up, and we were starting to come together until that, you know, this stuff happened with him. But uh, we never got a chance to get together and do anything together. 
Yes, yeah, certainly he was, he was killed in uh, 2001, and he was perfect party member at um, Body Parts. And uh, even part, yeah. Project Part made a song being homage to for him, Life Will Live on Mr. Longplay, so it was a huge homage for him. Yes, correct. Right. And let me say this before this interview is over. I got to send a shout-out to Mr. Will. I used to say his name a lot in my volumes. Mr. Will played a big part of uh, making music with me. I used to walk over his house all the time because he had a nice keyboard, and he was part of me making that Broken Halo track you heard. Uh, I want to say what's up to Christopher Cade. I used to walk over his house, and he played a big part of me letting me come in and scratch on his turntables. Now, this was before I had my own shit, so I used to go over Mr. Will's house, and I used to go over Christopher Cade's house for the turntables, and I used to every now and then go over DJ Kojak's house. I don't know if you heard of DJ Kojak. Uh, he had turntables, too, so DJ Kojak, Chris Cade, uh, were, were my, my turntable uh, friends that let me scratch on their turntables until I got my own. And Mr. Will played a lot a part of the Frasier Click. So I got to send a, you know, deep shot. I had to throw that in there because I can't forget these guys. They should have been on other interviews of mine. But, you know, uh, I can't leave them out this time. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, yeah. <clears throat> right. No problem. Yeah, you got any more business in? Um, yeah, one, one or two. Um, <clears throat> you, you pressed Lilio. How you met him? He was good. your guardian, of course, on uh, the album, which is Chris Keller's. He was the first one to produce him. So you'll be credited for that. <laughs> right. Yo, Gotti, yeah, man. Uh, uh, you know, Yo, Gotti... Lil Yo back then, I, I I just he was my first, I was his first uh, producer, and you know, we did a lot of stuff with he did a lot of stuff with the Frazier Click, and uh, you know I just knew him, I knew his brother, I knew his family, I just knew them pretty good, even before the music. Uh, I used to, you know, they stayed in different parts of Frazier, and it was to the point, you know, sometimes we used to find ourselves spending the night over their house or. Their dad uh, doing something for the whole neighborhood. All the, we were just kids, you know, not knowing that it was going, the future was going to be like this, but we just was good friends. We used to go to Young Life together, you know. Uh, uh, used to hang out and do, you know, neighborhood things together, you know, just, uh, just you know, just I just know them. They, they family right now today. Uh, you know, Gotti has a restaurant. His mom calls me sometimes when she's looking for workers, and you know, because I work at a restaurant too, and you know, vice versa. You know, with, uh, you know, just staying in touch and showing love. Invited me to, like, they invited me to Money Bag Yo's birthday bash. I think it was a year and a half, two years ago, and uh, you know, I just be appreciative of any invite or. Any type of uh, love that Gotti shows me uh, on interviews, on uh, radio talk, on podcasts, you know, 
he mentioned it, you know, and, and I just I'm just appreciative of it. Keeping my name alive, you know, and we've always been uh one hundred with each other. Never, never had any problems. Never. So Okay, all right. One of the last questions. Um your point of view it's a crazy question, I want to tell you. <laughs> your point of view of uh the Memphis rap series and also about the occult period in Memphis uh, arena. The period in Memphis arena was created in 91. It, it was a birth of Memphis rap, uh, birth worldwide. And you know, um, a Masonic Lodge created Memphis at time back in the day. And maybe it have a, an occult influence on Memphis rap because Memphis sound is unique and uh, hypnotic like uh, you can feel a no cut ritual magical in the songs. And then we 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 said uh, nigger reaching uh, from a mask. It was uh, maybe Memphis rap singers. What what's your point of view about it? And uh, maybe the rappers in Memphis doesn't know about uh, about the, the it's an an occult thing on Memphis. I think. What's your point of view about it? Like, uh, like, hit me one more time. Like, 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 what's the? Uh, give, come on, one more time with that. I'm sorry. He was talking about oh. the, uh, like the uh, Memphis, like uh, a lot of occult, like ritualistic type stuff uh, in the right. music. You know, what I'm saying like demon, demons taking over me. Uh, is, is it connected to the Masonic lodge there? Or do, do a lot of rappers know about? Um, you know what I'm saying? That type of history in Memphis? Like the pyramid well, and all that stuff? Well, I'm quite sure they do. I'm quite sure some do. Yeah. But uh it's it's Memphis is just a dark it's just a dark dark city. It it's yeah. it's uh it's just something that comes natural. I mean, it it was uh like me, I, I just always like spooky shit anyway. So uh, that's the kind of shit I made. Me being, like I say, born the day before Halloween. I don't know if it had something to do with it because when I was coming up, my mom threw me Halloween parties all my life. And I thought uh, birthdays were like goons and goblins until I got older and understood <laughs> You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, it, it just, it just, uh, it was, it just was a dark place at one time, which is still kind of crazy out here in Memphis. But uh, that, and that's the kind of music we made. We we made what we saw. You know, and uh, I can't speak for everybody, but as far as uh, coats and all that, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> you know, so you know. To each his own, but I, I mean, you know, that that's the kind of music I make. Period. I like. Just, uh, yeah, it got that dark feeling to it. Like, uh, I, when I used to review CDs and Murder Dog, um, I would I would call it like funeral parlor type beats. You know, just like uh, <laughs> right. like Phantasm right. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just real dark and yeah. Uh, well, some yeah. people call it devil shit. You know. Yeah, devil right. shit. You know. You got some that just straight, straight devil shit. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, that shit is bumping. And that shit 
feel good to make, you know, and it's, you know, it just, uh, it's an art, you know, and uh, right. some people really live that, and some people, you know, it's, it's an art to them, so. That's how they uh, we can finish this, sir. We can finish atmospheric yes. stuff with a shadow of the calm, with a green, with a blackout. It was unique. And your song also was unique because very atmospheric. When I think about Butterhog, Butterhog is a perfect, perfect music. Oh, oh, now you think how, now you know how I think, how choke choke. But Butterhog or Broken Halo is crazy. You you got your trademark. Can you tell us about Butterhog too? The production, how you did it on the sample. That was me. That was me and Mr. Will. Uh, I'm calling my kinfolk, but uh, you know, Broken Halo came about. Uh, first of all, I thought of a cool ass name, Broken Halo. I'm trying to think of something uh, that's on that level of like we're talking about spookiness, of dark, of you know what I'm saying, and. Uh, I'm saying, what, and what I meant by broken halo is we're all good, but some of those halos are broken, and it tend to take people in another direction, in a like evil direction. So I had to make that type of music when I when I titled that song, and you, of course you hear the lyrics and it, what the, everybody's talking about, so they knew what kind of level I was on. When I bought that out, when I made that beat, which I made the beat first, and then I had everybody to listen to it and put their own lyrics to it. So, so that's how I came. I always came with my tracks first. Sometimes I can hear you rapping, and then I can sit there and make a track kind of to what you're, from what I'm hearing you rap about. But uh, a lot of times I made my tracks first. A lot of times I made, I was making so many damn beats that I used to make songs, I'm quite sure y'all heard them, and they repeat the same thing over and over. They ain't nobody yeah. rap on it, but I took samples from a song or something that they said and combined them all into like a mix, like a, a repeated mix, saying the same thing over and over with a hard beat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope, well, I, I I hope I answered your question. Sure. <laughs> uh, the last one. <laughs> Uh, did you go at time sometimes uh, at the regional boiler on that OTS records when when DOS was uh, Edward M. J. G. or Psycho or Man of the Hour? Even Lord Thomas and Paul was there. I mean, they were foreign only. Did you was uh, around this uh, OTS regional yeah, I, I actually was around when when from from everybody came up in Memphis. I uh, used to go with a guy named Lil Hane, the stunt main house. And uh, that's where I actually smoked a joint <laughs> back then with Eight Ball and MJG. Uh, yeah, that was my first time, you know, meeting them in real life, and you know, smoked a that was joints. We were smoking blunts, and uh, <laughs> that's how I met them. And uh, I know Al Capone. I know Gangsta Pat. I don't know him personally, but I came up knowing these guys. Every time somebody came out with them, SMK, uh, Freak Master, man, uh, right. Freak Master. 
Yeah, I can go on and on. I mean, that's, I know if they came from Memphis, I know them. I don't know them personally, but I know of them. You know, uh, it was it was jumping out so fast, and uh, and I was buying their album. I used to buy A-Ball and MJG albums, just to scratch it, mixed with it. Bought Al Capone albums. I, I can believe these guys were on wax. That was, like, amazing to me. Like, wow, how did they do this? How did they get on wax? You know, Freakmaster and SMK and, you know. Yeah, Freakmaster was a pioneer, too. Right. FM. <laughs> yeah, we're... Yeah, we're signed. We're signed, so that's it. Well, Sin, uh, thank you for calling in with these questions, man. That's a, uh, uh, I mean, it's got to make you feel good to know that people all over the world, you know what I'm saying, love and appreciate your music, man, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, when you was creating it, you had no idea it was going to have this type of longevity. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Happy birthday. Before we get out I of here, though, I want to give you the floor. Oh, man, it's a huge honor. And please, let's do it again in the future, man. Uh, we do roundtables, yes, too. Yes, sir. We might have three or four people on here at the same time just chopping it up. Maybe uh, if you're down, you can do one of those, too. Yes, what's up? Hell, yeah. But uh, I want to give you the floor, brother, and then we're going to get out of here to the song about our hog. Um, thanks again, fam. It's all yours. All right. Uh, I want to send a uh, shout-out to up-and-coming, you know, the artists I know, Big Homie Guapo, Lil Tay, Lil Jeremy, TSG Ivo, you know, I think it's the documentary. Uh, these, this family, you know, these my little cousins, nephews, and all that. I want to give a shout-out to Chad Blunt and D-O-N, uh, Loco Dunnan and Lil Infamous from C to Six. Kenny Pimp, DJ Zert, Z Dog, The Frazier Click, Project Pat, Juicy J, DJ Paul, Stan Man, DJ Squeaky, Shane Gutter, Trill Hill, and my guy Joey from the UK, man. Yes, sir. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody, this is DJ Sound. Hell of a show. Really appreciate having you. Once again, happy birthday. Yeah. We're getting out of here, man, because we're by the hog. Murder Master Music Show. Big
Thank you.